So as a working mom, how stressful is it when your kids are not at school? Very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they doing today? That's the thing. I don't know. Where are they? They're at home, I think, with the nanny. Ah. So which is fine, yeah. but I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Welcome to Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. Today, I have a special guest with me. I have Natalie Dottillo. She is the Director of Psychology in the Department of Psychiatry at the Brigham and Women's. I'm so excited to have you here with me today. Thank you, Heather. Happy to be here. And we're going to talk about health and gratitude. And this is a really good time since we were just talking about how the holidays are coming up. And it's kind of a nice time when we think about Thanksgiving, we start to give thanks. In my experience, I kind of do it around that season, and then it kind of starts to fade away. I've been trying personally, actually, to have a little bit more gratitude. I started like a morning journal. In fact, I started this. I sound like I'm really got my life together, but I started this about two weeks ago. And I've noticed even within me really small changes, but I am in no means, by no means, an expert. So I have you here today so I get to ask you all these really interesting questions. Yes, I love it. So let's kind of jump in. And I'm just going to start with a really basic question like, what is gratitude? Some of us think of like sitting around the Christmas, the Thanksgiving table and saying what we're thankful for. But what is it? What does it really mean? Well, that's a really great question. I'm glad that you brought up the holidays because the holidays can be very stressful for people. And so gratitude is one of those things that we could practice to help um, become more stress resistant around the holidays. So that's one of the reasons why I think now is a really good time to talk about gratitude and starting a gratitude practice if you don't already have one. So what is gratitude? Well, uh, there's different definitions. I think about gratitude as the intentional acknowledgement of goodness in your life. So it's an attitude of appreciation, and its power lies in its ability to shift your perspective immediately. And you go from having an, um, like this idea that you don't have enough to suddenly having like more than enough when you stop and really think about everything that you have in your life, and you stop thinking about the things that you don't. Why do you think we spend so much time, like, in, why do you think we spend so much time in that? mindset of, oh, this this kitchen table is not big enough. Mm-hmm. I really need a new chandelier before my relatives came over. I need X. I need Y. I need Z. Why do we spend so much time in that? I mean, like, is it natural? Is there some kind of biologic reason we do that? I think so. I think we are programmed to believe that more is better. More is better. And, I, and in my experience, when I work with people and we talk about this particular topic, there's also this idea of like we, um, we stop striving. Um, like if we appreciate what we have, we'll be complacent and like stop striving for more. And I think that can backfire on us because actually the opposite is true. When we appreciate what we have, we're even more motivated to achieve and strive and um, and accomplish. 
So kind of sounds like we need to reinvent the wheel, like break that mm-hmm. cycle of I need more and to be more, I need more. And so how would a new, what would a new cycle look like? Well, it starts with taking like a pause regularly, like every day to take a pause and just take some inventory of the things that you have in your life that are going well, especially the things that we tend to take for granted, the things that we overlook, even the basics, just having a moment of gratitude for um, your breath is one of the practices that I might work with some folks on is just stopping to take a moment and appreciate the fact that your body is doing these incredible and like amazing things all the time. And, uh, and shift your mindset into a focus of very like present moment. And um, using something like mindfulness or meditation can be coupled with your gratitude practice so that you really are also regulating your autonomic nervous system um, in really uh, cool ways. Yeah. So it, it is linked to health for, um, for that reason. So when we are practicing gratitude, practicing meditation, practicing breath appreciation and breath awareness, we're also enhancing things like our immune function and our ability to regulate our nervous system. So we tend to be less reactive um, and sort of better regulated. I want to think like maybe less irritable. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking of times like... When I'm really stressed and I activate my sympathetic nervous system, meaning like I go for a run, sometimes I just feel angrier. Mm-hmm. And it's during those times that sometimes where I start doing a yoga or a meditation, and again, by no means an expert, um, it starts to kind of help my reset sort of that autonomic function, that rest, that digest. And so where am I going with that? I think you're right. I think sometimes when we are overwhelmed, agitated, anxious, and stressed, we can amplify that if we are over, if we overactivate it. Um, Although I do think exercise and physical activity is one of the very best things that we can do when we are feeling stressed, like in the moment, like go for a run, Mm -hmm. uh, move that stuff out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But sometimes either we don't have that as an option, or what we really need is to like slow down, like take a step back, sort of in the midst of everything, especially with the hustle and bustle of holidays and family. And I think just taking, you know, even removing yourself from that situation temporarily to just take a couple of breaths and just sort of say, okay, I've got this. Everybody's here. Everybody's healthy. um, And I'm just sort of having a moment of appreciation. But I think it's really the pause and the the breathing that helps kind of bring everything back into focus. And then how, in your perspective or in your, you know, research or anecdotally, how does that taking a step back or how does that pause help us be more productive or how does it help us combat those negative thoughts that may inhibit us instead of actually propelling us forward? So I think The thoughts from, you know, if we think about the thoughts that are interfering with our ability to be productive is that we are um, overly pessimistic or we're we're catastrophizing and we're only sort of imagining worst case scenarios. And that can be very demotivating, Mm -hmm. although sometimes we believe that thinking like that can help us be prepared. Um, It it sort of motivates us to... um, um, to take care of things that we might have 
like overlooked or forgot about. But really, all it's doing is making us feel more anxious, and we are actually less able to focus on the task when we feel that way. That's a good point. That I feel like that could resonate with anyone who's listening. And sort of um, from an emotional standpoint, that anxiety, that stress, that feeling of being overwhelmed, again, leads us to, to actually being less productive because now we have to take time to, um, to, to feel better, to regulate that aspect of distress. So, so two things that come to mind for me is sort of regular practice of sort of regulating your system. So frequently throughout the day, pausing breathing. Practicing gratitude is one of those things. Also just being more present and grounded um, and and sort of proceeding with intention, um, sort of taking deliberate action and focusing on what you're doing. We are so um, programmed to multitask as though that's somehow going to make us more productive. Mm -hmm. In my experience, both personally and professionally, single tasking, uh, we are much better equipped to do it. We get more accomplished. We do a better job. And you can have like multiple projects proceeding simultaneously, but we're not very good at doing more than one thing at a time. So it's more like parallel tasking and sort of moving forward in this one thing and then this but one thing. But we pride thing. ourselves on being multitaskers, right? <laughs> yes, we're I'm not a mom really and I'm doing the dishes and I'm on the phone <laughs> and I'm paying my bills on my phone while I'm talking on my phone. Look at how much I can get done. And look how many mistakes you made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oops. Um, the worst is one time I used my 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 maiden name on an airplane ticket, and I had to I mean put go through the ringer for that just because I didn't click that one button on my cell phone from my maiden name to my married name. I remember I was taking a shower mm-hmm. one time, and I put my uh, face soap in my hand and then washed my hair with it. And I I was sort of halfway through, like, I think I might have just did that. That's not right. And then I had to do the whole thing over again. It was actually it took longer than if I had just been paying attention Attention. to what I was doing. How many how many of us are not paying attention while we're driving? Everybody (laughs) I can look around. We won't talk about gratitude while we're driving. Oh gratitude oh that's a perfect opportunity to practice gratitude. Honestly, I'm serious because I have a a long commute and um, Boston traffic is something else. And so I have lots of um, opportunities, like I said, to practice gratitude, to think about the things for which I am grateful. Uh, Occasionally, I will challenge myself to be grateful for the traffic itself. Uh, One time I heard like, yeah, take um, these are gifts. Sitting mm. in traffic is a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to swallow, but is is that what you mean? Or I do you have a do. different meaning? No, I do. It's hard to get there. And I think, um, okay, so when I work with folks on gratitude practice, we start with just being grateful for gratitude itself, sort of understanding what that is and what that feels like for you. So if somebody was interested in starting a gratitude practice, that's kind of where I would have them start, is just think about it, meditate on it, um, uh, experience for yourself and understand for yourself what you feel when you feel gratitude. Like for me, I can feel it like a warmth in my chest and I usually I usually cry. <laughs> like when I, I cry a lot, but, um, but I'm usually moved emotionally in a way that sometimes will make me cry. Not every time, but so you would start there. And then you would start every day sort of counting your blessings, thinking about the things for which you are grateful. But when you're ready to like level up your gratitude game, 
you work with finding gratitude or at least some appreciation for the challenges. So the setbacks and the things that don't quite go according to plan. Yeah. And so that that actually can be quite difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's really good for your brain. And I can explain a little bit why that is. Yeah, explain. It's it's almost like you're connecting parts of the brain that don't spend a lot of time talking to one another. So there are emotional centers of the brain and sort of logical centers of the brain that we want to have be in conversation with one another. A well-connected brain is a healthy brain. And so sometimes those parts of the brain don't talk to get, talk to each other very well or very often. And so what I mean by that is it was, it doesn't make a lot of sense to be grateful for things that aren't good. Right, exactly. I failed that test. So I am didn't study enough or I'm really, you know, I'm not going to get into medical school. And I think the, the, the routine is to kind of beat yourself up about something you might fail at. It is. And that's sort of how we would logically approach those situations. So this switches it up a bit and allows you to find appreciation for things that didn't go uh, according to plan and challenge yourself to see things from a bit of like higher perspective and you're connecting ideas that don't ordinarily go together. And when you do that, the brain really loves that. Um, and it helps us regulate our emotions a little bit better and develop a tremendous amount of resilience. Mm-hmm. So seeing the silver lining or the upside in things that you wouldn't ordinarily see and aren't really very easy to see is a really radical concept. Yeah. Is this same different or similar to like learning from your mistakes? It is. I think this is a really important question. So and it, it really fosters a sense of gratitude and appreciation when you can have something happen and figure out what what did I learn from this? What's the takeaway for me? What do I want to make of this? Especially things that are really pretty troubling. It's super hard to find what it is about this that's good. Um, But there's always something. And it could just be, what is this teaching me? And it's going to be something like, it's teaching me patience. It's teaching me compassion. It's teaching me empathy. It's teaching me uh, some of those more like softer psychological skills that are actually really good for your um, mental and, and physical health. This might be a tough one to answer, but is there any way you incorporate um, gratitude and and death or disease with your patients? Yes. Uh, Adjusting to chronic illness uh, in yourself, a diagnosis of chronic illness or a a new diagnosis of chronic illness in a loved one, or as a disease progresses over time, it's very challenging to find things about that experience for which you can be grateful. But but surprisingly, sometimes it's not that hard. Um, When people have those kinds of experiences, um, it, it really drives some of those points home and makes them very appreciative for things that they might otherwise have taken for granted. And if they hadn't had that experience, they might not have had the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the other aspect of this is trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea that, you know, sometimes, um, oftentimes bad things happen to people and like the question is why? Mm-hmm. And part of the, the treatment around trauma is meaning making. So it is answering that question. What is it that I am supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to learn and grow from this? And there's a term called post-traumatic growth. 
it's some way it's it's not maybe gratitude like per se but it's similar is that new is it something that is new in the in the literature is it something new you've been working with or has it just been around for a really long time and i don't know about it no it's not new new although i think there's been um a renewed interest in the topic lately so you might hear about it more especially in the context of resilience i see i see that makes sense So let's say that we've hooked someone and they do want to start being more grateful. And we talked a little bit about thinking about what gratitude is and, you know, little places you can kind of incorporate it. But for someone who's kind of a newbie, um, how would you recommend, and, and they necessarily wouldn't be able to see you or see someone trained who can walk them through it, what are kind of your cliff notes for incorporating gratitude in your everyday life? Such a great question. Um, There's actually lots of simple ways to begin incorporating gratitude into your everyday life. One of the most simple is to say thank you, to express thanks Thanks. um, as often as as you can for even the little things. We're both, we just came from the Midwest, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Where everyone says thank Thank you. you. And it's a little bit of a different world here. Um, Not not to say that it's not as warm and cozy, but yes, we we could just simply start with saying thank Thank you. you. Something as simple as that. Uh, I'm or, originally from New York, so I'm originally not a thank you person. It's just it's the Midwest that well, that's, there, that changed I, me. I have learned that there are some cultural differences around that. Sometimes it's ex- those sorts of things like holding the door, or you know, when somebody that it's 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 Expected, implied. Yeah, yeah, and so there's no need to say thank you on top uh-huh. of what's already implied. So uh-huh. there's that. But I think um, you know, I, I think. Um, saying thank you to you know the person that takes your order to the person that's pouring you your cup of coffee I think and like looking them in the eye I, yeah <laughs> and like being sort of sincere in that moment being like thank you it's really it really from a non thank you to a thank you person it really makes a difference to like be genuine when you say thank you and yes. not just like mutter it and keep your head down and keep walking and I think that's the key I mean yeah. I think that's the to difference feel it, to feel the thanks yeah and it does it's just a moment but you feel it you're sincere about it. There's a level of intention and deliberateness that you're doing in that practice. And I think that, and it's like that person sort of appreciates it and you appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, it's, it's a two way um, street. So that's one thing that's pretty simple. Um, the others uh, might be, well, it kind of depends on whether you're trying to develop a, like an other, like an other focused practice or a self focused practice. And you could probably do both. Okay. Um, so this, the other focused is again, expressing gratitude, thinking about, um, things that people have done for you for which you would like to express thanks. And you could send a text or you could even better write a note. My one of my very best friends, her name's Laura, and she writes me thank you cards all the time. Yes. And every time I get one, I feel so special, but I also feel this really? pang of guilt. guilt. 
Like, I haven't sent her a card. And they never contain gifts. Like, they're mm-hmm. not gift cards. They're, they don't have checks in them. They don't have gift cards. They're just, mm-hmm. like, merely cards that say, like, congrats, you got a new job. Congrats, you moved into a new house. And it's just, it's so sweet. And I really, every time I get one, I think, like, I want to do this for other people. Interesting. I like that she's doing that. But yeah, she's what, sprinkling the uh, gratitude. Well, and it's almost like, well, it's acknowledgement. So you could return that kindness with gratitude by saying thank you for always acknowledging these things or um, thank you for, so there's a difference as well. There's a difference between thanking people for doing nice things, which might prompt like a thank you note or some note of appreciation. But I think there's something different about telling people you appreciate them for who they are. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily for what they do, but I appreciate you. You always um, know how to bring a smile to my face. You always, like, remember the important things, and I just really appreciate that about you. That's a you. great point. Yeah. Just a little bit different. I think self-focused gratitude practice is also really important for the same reason. So the things that you might express gratitude to other people for, you can, like, do that for yourself as mm-hmm. well. And you would want to make sure that you're, pay- like, on that list of people to thank. Mm-hmm. How do you find gratitude intertwined or not intertwined with like affirmations or meditation? And sorry, Mm -hmm. those are two separate things. So we can start with either one of the two, like affirmations or meditation. I think there's so much overlap between all of those things, Um, especially if you're doing like a more self and internal focused gratitude practice, just developing a greater sense of presence and appreciation and groundedness. And I think it would be hard to begin a a, a gratitude practice without also incorporating meditation techniques. And all I mean by that is sort of just focusing on this one thing Mm -hmm. for a bit of time. Mm -hmm. Um, You might also do something like a breath appreciation, which I think I had mentioned a little bit earlier, which is um, really thinking about the fact that your lungs are operating sort of outside of your awareness around something that you don't even have to consciously direct and it continues to provide life-sustaining breath and just the idea that that's just so amazing and cool Mm -hmm. is an act of gratitude of like self-gratitude and self-appreciation for something that we tend to take for granted and that way it's kind of also symbolic it's bigger than that Mm -hmm. it kind of represents a lot of the things that we tend to take for granted unless we stopped to think about just how cool it really is Mm -hmm. And what do you think about doing like affirmations? How do they wrap into gratitude? Like I am grateful for that sort of thing when you say affirmations. Yeah, I don't. I guess I, you know, I think about affirmations for me as a way to um, take some of the things I tend to be like worrying about and tell myself they're okay. So mm-hmm. I guess some of my, you know, my personal affirmations are like. I'm no longer going to worry about X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And the, if I say that over and over again, sometimes it really mm-hmm. does help. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that is gratitude or if that's just changing my mindset. But gratitude's changing your mindset. So maybe I'm answering my own question. I don't think it's unrelated. I, I think you could also switch up the content a little bit so that you were also like throwing in a thankful. Like I'm thankful for 
um, my ability to think through problems. I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to test myself in this way, this new and interesting way. Um, I think it, it overlaps a lot with the idea of giving yourself positive self-talk. Um, yeah. And I wish with, with like a dash of gratitude. <laughs> it's like I'm also thankful. Like, I'm doing great and I'm really thankful for it. <laughs> So how do you then think, um, how do you think your gratitude practice has helped you? That's a really good question. It brings me back to the present moment. And I stop thinking about the things that I don't have. And I focus more on the things that I do. And really... That part isn't the challenging part. Remembering to do it, I think, is the challenging part. So doing that uh, and bringing things into mind for which you are grateful isn't that hard to do when you stop and think about it. It's just remembering to do it. But I think the sense of peace, sort of inner peace that it helps me cultivate is really useful, is really, um, it, it feels good and it helps me focus on just the task at hand, and I and I think for that reason, um, it does increase productivity, productivity and sense of well-being. When do you do your gratitude? So we talked about the car. Mm-hmm. We talked about saying thank you. Um, when do you? I've started to do mine in the morning, and again by start, I mean the last two weeks. But when do you like to do yours? Do you just sort of pepper it throughout the day? Do you mix it up? Like, well, what is the novice gratitude-er supposed to do? Full disclosure, I have started uh, a gratitude practice here recently as well. So for November. Oh, And so us. I'm blogging about that. Oh, that's and so exciting. So, What's your, we'll, we'll link your blog. What is your blog? Um, well, it's also known as Instagram, <laughs> uh-huh. which is a blog. Which is yes. a blog. We'll link it. We'll link it to the book to below. We'll link her her Instagram below. So, so it's I'm doing a 30 day gratitude challenge, and it sort of has I've broken it down by the things that I mentioned. So first is just being grateful for gratitude itself and understanding what that is. And it was really um, interesting to. Um, think about gratitude in ways that I hadn't really thought about it before and really what it feels like. So I do this work with people so often, but to experience it for yourself is different mm-hmm. and helpful, I think. So I spent like the first 10 days of this practice sort of thinking a little bit more about gratitude and sort of trying to understand better so that I can explain it better. Um, so I can experience it for myself. And that's where it became really clear to me that it does have this power to shift your perspective almost immediately and bring you back into the present moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it closes the gap between the things that you have and the things that you wish you had um, or in some instances believe you should have. Um, and it also does this really weird thing, which is when you start listing the things that you're thankful for, it's hard to, it's not hard to articulate them, but suddenly it starts, suddenly things begin to feel really luxurious and privilegy, you know, Yeah. you know, and then you have to go a little bit further. And so one of the things that I had written that I was thankful for, for which I am indeed grateful are long, hot showers, Uh huh. right? Yeah. Among other things, coffee being one of those. And then you stop and you're like, wow, um, 
really, really thankful for clean running water that -hmm. happens to stay hot. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. the other things that kind of go into the things that you appreciate. And one of the things that I had written about was not being judgy (laughs) about the things for which you are grateful, that you don't have to justify it. And to think about the things that you are grateful for, not just because you should be. Yeah. So we can be grateful for those things as well, but to really go deeper. Yeah. Like think about what it is that you're grateful for. And it really, I mean, it really, um, it uh, has this power of, uh, has this power to help you feel really connected. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like there's lots of like peeling back the layers. And is. the more gratitude you, the more you kind of work on your practice, mm-hmm. you're starting to see like windows of activism or you're starting to see like just get get you know different perspectives and Mm -hmm. really then even like magnify those and that's really cool so so I definitely think I definitely think documenting it is really cool Mm -hmm. probably more for yourself than everyone else but it's cool too if people are going to join your challenge and do it with you because Mm -hmm. I think there's something especially about supportive communities and doing it together that really like unites and excites people so so i'm super excited for you it's it's been really it's been really cool i have to admit and and now you ask the practice is uh, i don't know if i want to call it it's easier it's more available to me it's on my mind so i'm thinking about it every day and Mm -hmm. i'm writing a little bit about it every day Mm -hmm. and now i'm experiencing it more every day yeah um so it just comes into my awareness easier yeah and I think that's I think the point is that it's just more available to you than it would be otherwise yeah so you're practicing what you preach yes (laughs) I like couldn't help I wanted to throw it out there I have just one more question for you do you think there are differences between men and women in giving or giving gratitude or experiencing a gratitude practice and if you're you know or do you have a hypothesis it's a really good question, and I don't know the answer. I have some theories about that, um, uh, and one of them has to do with the fact that when you acknowledge, like if you give gratitude for something, you're sort of acknowledging that you um, received help in a way, um, that you're thankful for something that somebody else did for you or provided for you, and it uh, it it. For some people, that can be perceived as less self-reliant. And I think in our culture, culture and in some families, that's a really important, um, it's like a prized way to be. And so sometimes it, it's, it's, it can be perceived as perhaps a weakness mm. to be thankful to somebody else for something that they did for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, of course. So Definitely. I think that's yeah. one of the one of the um, psychological barriers that might um, discourage somebody from being even open to the idea. Um, but yeah. that's just a that's a theory that I have. Um, any sort of last any kind of last comments, summary, thoughts, food for thought, any of those kind of things? Food for thought. Because Thanksgiving is coming. I know. <laughs> Amen to say that. Well, and that actually reminds me of um, being, uh, you know, practicing gratitude around meals, right? So food ah, for thought. Yeah. The other thing is if you want to practice frequently, 
pair it with something that you do frequently. That's a really good idea, like brushing your teeth. Yes. We all brush our teeth every day. That's right. And I think before meals is a perfect opportunity to stop and just give them a, a minute of thanks. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be on the show and to give us your wonderful experience and knowledge around gratitude. So I'm so, I'm so grateful. Thank you for coming on today. I am so grateful as well. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about it with you. Yes, all of the feels right now. <laughs> um, if you have any questions, comments, let us know. If you like this podcast, also send it to a friend, share it, uh, comment, leave us a review. Any of those things really help. I hope you had a wonderful time listening to us, and uh, I will see you again soon. <laughs>